I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode 1 to episodes 2, 3, 4, 100, 150, and beyond, Podmetrics can help you get to know your show and your listeners that much better. You can check it out today and sign up at podmetrics.co. Once again, that's podmetrics.co. And you can use my referral code on deck. That's O-N-D-E-C-K, just one word. And you can get a head start into the wonderful world of Podmetrics. Welcome to On Deck by Stancy. It's a radio podcast, but it's also a live podcast. And it's a show that gives you the real stories behind the people behind the mic. The show is produced by Podcast Network Asia, and this week is a very big week for us because for starters, we had the Shopback stream with the Cool Pals last Monday, and it featured the hosts of The 80%, The Halo Halo Show, The Vez of the Best, After 30 with Cara Erigel, Kudazers, The Underpaid Podcast, Machong Chismisan, Quickie PH, Tita Talks, and Hustle Share. And it was a very fun time. We played the Cool Pass Top 5, which is their own non-trademark version of Family Feud. And, well, the other team basically kicked our asses and wiped the floor with it, which was really, really sad because we missed out on the grand prize of 5,000 pesos. But it's all good, you know. Um, it's nice to be a team player. Nice to be a part of the Podcast Network Asia family because we get to represent the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast over there and get to interact with our fellow podcasts along the way. Speaking of interacting with fellow podcasts, one of my hosts on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, Chino Liao, actually had me on his most recent episode of his podcast, The Class Clown. And we got to talk about our mutual fandom of Survivor. Yeah, Survivor. That show which is still alive 20 years after it first went on the air. So I got to guess alongside my good friend Jolly Estatis, former DJ for Monster RX 93.1. And we got to talk about our fandom just breaking it down in a very cerebral, smart, super-duper fan way while also making it hopefully relatable for the casuals. 
Also happening this week, I'm sure you're listening to this as you're scrolling through your favorite online shopping platform, Lazada, because you've got the 99 Lazada sale and I've got my own exclusive links here for On Deck as well as for the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. But the biggest reason why this week is a big week for me here on the show is because I get to talk with one of my best friends in the radio industry, Jam Alas of Magic 89.9. Jam and I have known each other for about half of my radio career, and we met at a PWR event of all places because for whatever reason, one of her friends from Magic dragged her along and took her to see a show, And then I guess one thing led to another after the show. Somebody must have recognized me as somebody from the radio. And then they put two and two together. Like, oh, you know, we're also from radio. So we all just started talking. And I don't know. It it led to one of my longest standing friendships in the industry. Which really says a lot. Because for the longest time, I'd been looking for friends from the radio industry that were right around my age. See, when I got into radio, I was part of Mellow 94.7, and for the longest time, I was the Bunso. Like, I didn't really have anyone who was from my generation, came up around the same time as I did, and shared a lot of the same struggles that I dealt with as a millennial trying to come up in the radio industry and find my own place, find my own voice. So when I met Jam, I actually found a kindred spirit, and... We, we've been growing up alongside each other in the industry. You know, we no longer work in the same building along the same floor or corridor. But funnily enough, we work for the same mother company. So I guess that's something we can relate to as well. And even though I left Mellow and left the building we used to share, I now, you know, still maintain contact with her. I, I keep in touch with her very regularly. And we're also podcasts here on PNA. So she's actually one half of the Loka Locas alongside Dapsky Zaiko. So go check that out. She'll tell you about the podcast in a bit as well. And, you know, getting to talk with Jam, having been her friend all this time, we, we just go off on so many tangents. We can talk about anything, really, from personal stuff to really Mababao stuff. And I didn't expect that our Quintuan on the podcast would end up with us talking about topics like safe spaces, feminism in radio, you know, all these things that Jam is very knowledgeable and very passionate about, and current events. You know, I, I really didn't expect that our conversations would end up there, but here we are. On that note, since Jam does get into a lot of these very important topics that are very current and very relevant, let me take a moment to tell you something that I'm really passionate about, and that is voter registration. Now, this isn't a paid ad at all. It's not something that I'm being compensated to shill. It's just something that really means a lot to me because I'm not sure if you know, but we've got another election happening in a couple of years. And as early as now, you can actually take steps to make sure that your vote has an impact on the next election, that your voice can be heard. So here are the steps that you can take to register to vote. So first off, you have to be a Filipino citizen. You have to be at least 18 years old on or before the date of the election. So that is May 2022. You have to be a resident of the Philippines or the area where you're at for at least a year and a resident of the place where you intend to vote for at least six months before the actual election in 2022. Okay, now that you know you're allowed to register to vote, here's how you can register. You need to prepare a valid ID. That's number one. You have to prepare a birth certificate with photocopies. Uh, The ID can also be an office ID signed by your employer or an authorized representative. It can be a driver's license, a senior citizen's ID, a PWD ID, passport, or your NBI clearance. Or worse comes to worse, if you don't have any of these, 
you can find a registered voter in your precinct or a relative within the fourth civil degree of affinity to identify you under oath. That's step number one. Step number two, you have to fill out your forms before you go. You can download the application form for registration or the AFR from comelec.gov.ph and you can fill it out. But don't sign it yet, all right? Your form should be signed in front of the election officers at the Comelec offices. That is step number two. Step number three, you get your biometrics done and you receive your acknowledgement receipt and you wait for your application to be approved by the election registration board at the Comelec office. And of course, you have to make sure that you bring your own pen and you wear your face mask and your face shield because these are now required by law. And of course, yung sariling pen is for our own safety na lang. Remember that Comlec offices will be accepting registration forms even during GCQ from Tuesdays to Saturdays between 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Again, Tuesdays to Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And registration is actually ongoing as we speak. And you have a little over a year from today until the end of the registration. So please, for the love of God, and all that is good, do your part and register because your voice counts. Kait magisakalang. Your voice matters. And if you want to know more about voter registration and doing what you can to be part of the next election, check out votepilipinas.com. Again, that is votepilipinas.com. And again, I got to remind you, I'm not being paid to show this. I'm not being paid to say this because it really just means a lot to me that we let our voices be heard and take part in the elections because this could very well be one of the most important elections in our lifetime, right? So go ahead and do it, and I hope that that does justice to anything and everything that Jam is passionate about and that Jam likes to talk about because for the next hour and change, you're going to be hearing me and Jam just go off on so many tangents. So without further ado, let me get to this week's guest. Jam Alas of Magic 89.9 is on deck. So you know how you always have that origin story of your friends and uh, sometimes it's a very fun thing to talk about. Sometimes it's really awkward. I think with this particular friend of mine from the radio industry, uh, that origin story is equal parts fun and awkward. You want to get into that jam before I introduce you properly? <laughs> I don't know if you think that you're referring to a really good story because I don't have one. My origin story, I suppose, is that I had a free Saturday and a friend of mine was a student jock at a radio station and she said, hey, you want to hang out this weekend? And I said, sure, I have no social life. Um, so I, I showed up to the auditions. They made me fill up a form just to be there. And I had to take my ID picture in the Purikura booth. If you're wait, familiar, wait, wait, you're talking about your uh, radio origin story. I, I was referring to how you and I met. Like as a villain? Oh, how did we meet? You know, I can't actually remember how we met. How did we meet? <laughs> I think we met at, at that PWR show on a, on a free Saturday that you had oh, in 2015. No! So, okay, I'm going to tell this from my point of view. Because uh, the reason I say it's equal parts fun and awkward is because uh, Jesus. it starts off with me, you know, uh, being at the PWR shows doing my thing. And then... um. I think it was Sinahana and Chino who were there at the show. Again, I don't remember how I know all of them. I think through Renzo. Through Renzo Magnaye. So uh, so Renzo was watching the shows and then he went up to me, I think, and introduced himself or somebody introduced someone to me and then you guys happened to be there. So 
me naman, I'm still in character as Mr. C and I meet all of you and all of your names are like laid out in front of me and I'm like, oh, wait, these are people whose voices I hear on the radio. And by then, I was already oh, a few years into, uh, in, into the afternoon show Samelo. So it's kind of weird because in a way, we're all like peers but at the same time, I'm also fanboying deep inside because I've heard of Fruit Preserve, I've heard of uh, Hannah, I've heard of Chino, <laughs> I've heard of Renzo, right? And you're there and then you guys are coming up to me saying, wow, we enjoyed you guys. We enjoyed the show, blah, blah, blah. So like it's, it's overwhelmingly positive and also super awkward because I'm not the type to relish in celebrity or whatever degree of, of popularity. All right. Yeah. So like for me, I... it, it's super trippy that, that, uh, that the origin story of how we became friends. Honestly, like it, it has always been a little bit strange that we never became friends earlier than that, considering we were all working on this floor in the same motherfucking building, literally two steps away, which yep. is so strange. But honestly, as somebody who has been your friend for years, I was super scared coming into this podcast because the last time we did a podcast together, Nila Glagmo. Oh. oh, I didn't. No, no, no. No, I did not. I did not. Mm. Uh, whatever mm. laglag happened uh, was self-inflicted. Oh, please. I was dragged into it. They were talking, of course, about the original wrestling podcast that you were on. And for some strange reason, the topic uh, that they told me they wanted to talk about was how wrestling looked like to somebody who wasn't a major fan, to somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. who was just watching it from the outside in. And you guys were all surprised that I knew terms like, oh, Trish Stratus and Eddie Guerrero and Kayfabe and stuff like that. And then, and then we started talking about local radio, I, or rather local, the local wrestling scene. And they like, like, nyo ko. So hindi ko na siya gagawin ulit today because... Oh, okay. Now I remember. Okay. 20, okay, now I remember. Yeah, I, I will take responsibility. <laughs> My my culpability coming down. So fine. Okay, okay. Uh, my bad. My bad. That was uh, that was five years ago. Yeah. So like uh, you know, um, we all met and and my friend circle just began to expand in uh, local radio. Uh, funnily enough, because of wrestling, because of uh, the mm. events and activities that we did, you know. So I'm just happy that after all that time has passed, I've maintained that uh, small friend group in radio. Uh, people like yourself, Jam. So I'm really happy that we get uh, to talk on this medium naman, on a podcast. Because personally, um, I've always fantasized about doing a show with you mga, uh, with, with my peers, with the people from my oh, generation yeah. in radio. Oh, yeah. like, I don't know if you guys yeah, ever felt I that think... way, but like for me, it was always a dream of mine to be with someone from my generation because iba pa rin eh. Like when it's someone that you uh, went through the same life stages, uh, uh, same mm-hmm. life stages with, uh, someone whose Life experiences... I, Right, mirror yours, right? So yeah, uh, the fact that we're doing this now on a podcast is is so cool. Uh, it, it's something I was excited about all week, basically, since I got you to agree. Man, honestly, the thing that I really look back at all throughout our friendship, one of my favorite things was, well, first of all, like I liked knowing that you were just across the hall in our time slots, while they weren't like directly aligned we would be able to see each other and then we were really close to Renzo as well who did I introduce him to you because I remember doing something of the sort but anyway um my favorite memory is that one time that I remembered you were recording your podcast at Mellow and over the radio as I was driving I heard Boys Night Out start talking about PWR Philippine the Philippine Wrestling Revolution of course and when they were talking about that 
I was fact checking them. Like I parked, you don't know this part of the story, but I parked in the middle of Ortiga so I could fact check them about some of the names of the wrestlers. Yeah. And then I realized that you were just across, not even the street, across the hall. And I remember messaging you and when you wouldn't reply, like I remember calling you and saying, get your butt to the other station. And that kind of started a relationship between Magic and the Wrestling Network as well. Yeah, I think you, you did mention that once and a park just to fact check them. But what a lot of people don't know is that that fateful evening led to me and Ro getting our own show on Fox. Because that was the night that for some reason, I think we had Ramon Bautista on Boys Night Out. And yep. then he had was the it Fox Rohit? guys over there. Yeah, Rohit. Uh, Rohit Tarani. Shout out to Rohit, who's now in, uh, back in Singapore. Uh, he was the director of programming of Fox at the time. Ooh. And I remember when he introduced himself to me, he gave me his business card. You know, like any corporate person would, right? And I took a look at it and I saw the words director of programming. It's like flash na lang sa, oh. sa mata ko. Like, this is the guy... I've been meaning to have a meeting with since the podcast began. So I just did an elevator pitch Excuse right then me, and there. Yeah. What? You're welcome. You, yeah, you no, no. had, oh, you know, <laughs> the way that he sells it now is he likes to say, oh, yeah, I had an elevator pitch ready. Yeah, but how long did I have to convince you to go cross the freaking hallway? Man. No, kaya nga sabi ko, thank you. Though. I'm super thankful for that because <laughs> if it were not for that chance, uh, that, that chance encounter, <laughs> If it were not for you uh, going out of your way to tell me to get my ass over to the other station, then you know um, a lot of things that happened in my career as a wrestling journalist probably would not have happened. So thank you. I, I, I owe a great Man. deal to this friendship, which is a very long and preambly way Aww. of introducing Jam, uh, who is uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my dearest friends in the industry. So uh, again, thanks for doing this with me. And uh, for, for the listeners who aren't familiar with you, uh, what time slot were you on before the pandemic hit and just really threw us all in for a loop? Well, okay, for everybody who doesn't listen to radio, my name is Jam. Um, you can call me Fruit Preserve or you can just call me a girl is single. But <laughs> I was doing the 10 p.m. slot at Magic 89.9 for the last call. And of course, also the weekend slot for everyone's favorite local feature, Studio 899 on Today's Best Music, Magic 89.9. I'm also one half of a sister podcast, of course, uh, talking about the Local Locust podcast with Dead Air Dapsky, which you can stream on Spotify, Apple, and your neighbor's Wi-Fi. Hey. <laughs> Sobran professional. Oh my God. Is that, is that uh, you know, what you learned in the junior job program? See, the thing is, I knew that I was going to come into a, an interview with you. And I know that you're the sort of person who is, between the both of us, I'm, cor uh, I'm the one who kind of, uh, I don't know, my, my interviews are deeply, deeply organic, which is just a friendly way of saying kalat and yours are very structured which i do appreciate you know and i know that you have like so much experience just i don't know doing a lot of this i i'm not quite sure how how long you've been doing this but i know that you do host a lot of weddings you do host a lot of um don't sell yourself short it's not like you don't do the same things that i things. you know dabble in so it's it's, it's all the same i, I don't know I don't know. I think that the experience is definitely different for everyone. But yeah, I did come from the junior jock program. I started when I was in high school around almost exactly a decade ago. And 
I was really shy in the sense that I don't know. I had to be pissed off in order to be my true self. This is funny because I was telling you about the auditions and what had happened at the auditions were that I was waiting there for six hours for my friend who was working and um, Mojo Jojo had to leave. So he said, to get, I'll give one minute uh, trials to everyone during the auditions. And I did one. He said, why do you want to be a JJ? And I said, I don't know how to do anything other than talking. And, and I did, I, I talked to him for a whole minute and he said, you know what? I think you're shy. I think you're a little bit underbaked. Maybe you can come back next year and try again. I feel like you'll have a better shot then. And I said, like, after he said that, I said, fuck that. And I went into the audition room and I got the 21st ticket of the year out of only 20 that they were giving away. Wow. Inyong parang gold tickets na parang American Idol style. Right? Yes. I didn't even get a ticket. I got a signed motherfucking sticker. <laughs> so, as but at proof the same that you time, made it like, to the next round. Truly. Uh uh. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, yes, the junior jock program definitely shapes you, but you have to let it shape you. And of course, um, it's a little bit different for everyone around. The, the trainers involved definitely have a big hand in it. your attitude towards the way that they teach and also your attitude towards learning definitely affects it as well. Yeah. Who were your trainers back then? Like, uh, do you remember the type of, uh, what was it like a regimen or the, the type of um, training that you went through under um, one, two, or however many there were that were in charge of the program? Okay, so when I started, I had a pretty weird schedule because I was in so many clubs uh, in my high school. So at the time, I was juggling. Yeah, it was really strange. I don't know where young me got the energy. Literally, I look back on those years and think, who is she? Because she was in the photography club. She was in the fashion design club. She was also taking a French elective. And I don't really know what happened with all of that. But Look at St. Paul that with that person, very holistic extracurricular lineup. I know, right? So it was kind of ridiculous. And so I, I took that. And so I had to train at a different schedule, which meant that I landed with CJ just kind of observing his shows on Fridays and doing the odd segue every so often. I wasn't even fully training by then because it was a live show. So at that point, I was really just soaking it up. And honestly, I was a bad JJ. In the first couple of years, I was a bad JJ. The whole board, they don't tell you that there's an incredibly technical aspect of radio when you first come in. You think, oh, I get to go there, talk, and they'll tell me if I'm talking badly or if I'm all right. And then we'll keep doing it or I'll suck, crash and burn. No, there's an entire technical side to the radio industry that people are not really familiar with. And it was the most, I suppose, the most intimidating factor of that entire thing because I wasn't bad at talking. I was bad at trying to learn the equipment. So I kind of shrank away from that. And then when we transferred to Sunday night training, this is funny. Every time it was my turn to touch the board, I would say, guys, I'm so sorry. My parents are calling me. I have to go to church now. Thanks so much. Maybe next week na lang. Yeah. And then I disappeared into the high school curriculum, after which, when I was in university, 
then I was able to go back to it. I was actually gone for like a good three years. I would just come back every so often because I missed them yeah. and because I missed the experience. But then I never really kind of took it seriously as, until I was in my end semester of college and wow. people aren't familiar with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a long not even the end semester, not even the, the last semester. It was the last month because uh, at my university, after you finish your classes, there is a, another SEM before the graduation. And that's kind of the summer SEM, something like that. So our graduation was in June. And people, I'm not sure if people know, but at Magic, our, our junior job career ends when you graduate. Yeah. Yeah, I think so that sounds about right. It, but it's a student job program, yeah, so yeah. it kind of ends when you're exactly, no longer a student. Exactly. Logically. Truly. Hindi ka naman hindi student of life. Like, come on. Like Van Wilder. Like, uh, so, truly. So, yeah, and I was there, and then in the last month, oh my God. Oh my God. I suddenly remembered what happened. Oh no. All right. So, my trainer at the time, who was again fat, um, reviewed us on the different parts and the different things to do. And then he tested us. And when it came to me, I choked. And he said, as a really good friend of mine, he's like, you know what? Don't be a pussy. You know how to do all of that. You know how to do all of that. Mm -hmm. And so me getting pissed off again, I was like, I'm not a fucking pussy. And I learned the entire thing in like two weeks. Wow. So he lit a fire under your ass. (laughs) That, that's basically yeah but it wasn't really it wasn't really the pressure it was me getting pissed off so i suppose you could say that i i owe my career to my six scorpio alignments chart you know and like it was it was a very interesting experience and at that point uh because there was kind of a lack of trainers a lot of the student jocks were teaching each other and i do owe a lot of my training to debbie a really good friend of mine as well and yeah, my partner yes your partner yeah who i was pushing to go there for so you're welcome again oh thank oh, you God. <laughs> i think i should send you like a big ass um, care package for christmas i like coffee from ikigai check him out <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so what you suggest and pats product placement. I know, right? And I'm not even getting paid for that shit. Truly, May. Okay. So, ang nangyari was, at that point, my attitude towards learning was literally learn from everyone I can. And technically, Pat wasn't wrong when he said, alam mo na yan eh, naiintindihan mo na yan. Because you do learn something from just observing people. The, the cadences in their words, the intonation, the way that they talk, and of course, the timing. That's stuff that you do learn through, what's the word? Like, I can't even remember the word, but like just like being close proximity with these people. Um, basta hanapin ko yung word mamaya, Google ko, tapos send ko sa'yo mamaya. Tweet ko. At underscore Stancy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tama ba? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> okay. you got it right. And then ang nangyari was, yun, like I realized that there was already so much that I had known because I was pissed off. And I was there and now I'm still here. I suppose it's just matero matibay. <laughs> Were you always a fan of radio? Like, was it something that you listened to growing up? Did you have your favorite DJs or your favorite shows? Or were you roped into the junior jock audition because, well, I just like the idea of getting paid to talk or having a mic in front of you or you had a friend who was like, oh, tara, sali ka. Kasi sasali rin ako. And then you were the one who happened to stick around. You're gonna hate my answer. 
you're gonna hate my answer. I did not listen to radio growing up as a kid, which is funny because almost every single DJ I know for my age group was a huge fan. Even the newer kids now are huge fans. I was not, I didn't listen to music when I was young. Okay. I, <laughs> I, this is me silently I, judging I, you, I mean, but you not judging my, you on the record. Okay, let's be freaking honest. <laughs> you judged me the moment we met. Okay, you judged me, you weighed me, and you found me. Okay, so let's not lie to ourselves. I know you, honey. That was, yun, basically, going back to my story earlier, my friend was a junior jock at the time, and she was bored, and she wanted company on the weekend because, voila, I mean, it's nice to have your friends around and have them meet your other radio friends, right? Yeah. So she asked me to come over, and yun nga, I auditioned. And I didn't have anything me. I didn't have like a, I didn't have the form. I didn't have a one by one. So I had to go into the time zone and take a picture in the photo booth. So me stickers payon. So that was my application form. And I kind of just, it was fine. It was nice to be told that you were good at something instead of being told, it's the one place where being maingay and being a blabbermouth actually pays off. Oh, yung sa sa high school nasa noisy list kalagi. Oh, speak oh speak for yourself. Did you guys I, have that no. at your school? Yeah, we had the noisy list, but I wasn't there. <laughs> I was a nerdy, no, bookish was... achiever, so I could not afford to have had my name on the noisy list. Who do you think you're talking to? Come on, I literally cut a class in second grade because I was in the library finishing Edith Hamilton's mythology in second grade and I didn't even hear the bell ring and when I came back to class Mrs. Noval still remember this trauma like Mrs. Noval was yelling at me she was like we were looking for you where were you I said I was in the library (laughs) nobody believed me they had to talk to the librarian and they were like oh yeah she was there in the corner and like up until a couple of years ago, there was a picture of me outside the library because they loved me so much. I suppose I was just one of the kids who spent a lot of time there. Yeah. So yung nagbell na, and then the anyway. librarian noticed that there was a student there, and they never bothered to send the kid to class. Oh, you know, let's let her finish the book. She's probably fine. So yung attitude. There. Yeah, yeah. You. That's a great library. I, I like that. It was. It was very formative. I never forgot that memory. Of course, it was a little bit traumatic, but I mean, I now can say that I used to cut class when I was in second grade. All of my stories, bud, all of my stories sound like this. They sound pretty cool. And then you hear the super, like, what is that? The what is it hook? Like, I was a varsity student in sixth grade for chess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, and I was, you build it up to the blue balls. That's basically what happens. Uh-huh. And then the punchline is that, nope, not cool. No, and, no. And cool. I was also the first student in a very long time to get injured playing chess. Because at the time, they, the provided, they provided medics. You know what? You know what? I want to know why that boy from the other school closed the box on my hand too. But I guess we'll never get it. We're never getting that answer. My goodness. <laughs> goodness. Okay, uh, goodness. Before, we, before we go off the rails, I think for someone who's not familiar with Jam and with your brand, basically as the personification yeah. of Kalat, like that's how <laughs> I've always that's how I've always like simplified your brand. It's like I'm Kalat and I'm owning it, right? But 
Oh um, hell yeah! But this is this is informed galat. This is galat yes, yes, with yes. a purpose. Yeah, it, it's not galat. Na you know, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna get whatever diseases because I really don't give a shit or whatever. It's just, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> diseases it, tayo agad. Sis. Exactly. I'm saying it's not oh, yeah. that. What I'm saying is it's you know it's just galat. But you know I'm informed. Pero galat ako. So like. This For whole personality you've built. Not that kind of girl, but if you are that kind of girl, no problem. Sorry, go ahead. So this brand that you've built for yourself, this image, uh, this persona that you convey uh. on air, is very much similar to who you are. Probably just a little bit more subdued, actually, whenever you're on the air. Um, how long did it? That, eto observation ko, so like, how long did it take for you to get there? Because a lot of people, especially when you're starting out, uh, you finding your voice is not very easy. So how long did it take for you to find okay. what was natural for you whenever you turned on the mic? Well, my generation of DJs and of course student jocks as well weren't really encouraged to modulate, which was something that was really common in the 90s, that sort of thing, the early 2000s as well. And they were, um, we were encouraged to keep our names as much as possible, which I was really happy with. I don't think I would have lasted very long if I had to change my name because I don't know. If it doesn't feel like it's me, I'm going to move on. And uh, it's hard to say because in the first couple of years, I was a lot more shy than I am. Not because I was shy per se. I do consider myself shy, but I think it was just trusting myself with what I was willing to share on air. Which is something that they did have a workshop on when we were students. They always said that while your personality on air should ideally be as close as possible to you, unless you're playing a character, of course, um, you need to make sure that you're still on your guard. Because you don't want people to be able to get all up in your business and hurt you. And... That's one of the things that I suppose people don't really discuss about radio. But it didn't really take me very long, I suppose, because, again, of all my Scorpio placements. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I it's funny because in high school, or I don't even remember when it was. I think it was probably a couple of years into university. Um, I had this one former classmate of mine approached me and he was like, hey, I was listening to you on the radio. You sound so calm. And it's funny because a lot of people kind of say I'm a bit of a mess, but like a fun mess. Um, like a hot mess, yeah. And that's the subdued <laughs> version. <laughs> You're only spared from this wrath because we've known each other for years and because yeah. I've called you worse mm-hmm. in separate conversations. Yes, yes you have. Which is why I get to get back at you on my podcast. Um, yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, that we we do come from that generation where we don't have that alias. Like Renzo is really Renzo, you know. You're really Jam. Mm-hmm. I'm really Stan. These are our names. Our friends call us these names. Our relatives call. By the way, may I interject real quick to just inform people that Stan lied to me for a very long part of our friendship. <laughs> He are you told referring me to my, my that fake his real name. name, his real name was Stanislaw, <laughs> and I believed him. I believed him for so long. I can't believe that I was so incredibly gullible. God, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to shake you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of that. To... Very proud of that because uh, it shows that I've uh, successfully <laughs> managed to keep a lie going for years with one person. So it's like. One of those long-running pranks that uh, Jim Halpert would pull on the office. So yeah, 
pretty proud of that. God. Okay. Um, well, I, I suppose... Going back to the name thing, I wanted to ask about yung Jam as a name because if that's really your nickname mm. and if people know what your real name is, which they can find on your Twitter, it's so far off. Like, how Wala does... Na Wala na ba? Like your email Ay, address with your actual name? Okay, okay. Binalata uh, ko na. Sikreto na natin yun. So, you have a real name... Itatago which... ko na lang sa pangalang Jam. <laughs> You have a real name which is pretty far off from Jam. How do you derive that? How, how do you get Jam out of whatever your real name is? My parents named me, decided on our nicknames. It's really funny, okay? Because most people have their nicknames kind of given to them as they grow up. Yeah. But my parents, when we were born, they assigned all our names and all our nicknames. And all of them started with the letter J. And... So I have a brother named Josh, a brother named Joseph, and a brother named JP. And not all of the nicknames stuck. Only two of the nicknames stuck. And I suppose it's just because my brother's name is Amador. So that's a little bit like of a mouthful, I suppose, when, when you could just say Josh. You know what I mean? Amador. Truly. So is my real name, but we won't share it now. Okay, na lang yun. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's it, there's no story behind it. There's really no story behind it. They just thought the name was cute. And it's funny because growing up, a lot of people said that the name Jam was for boys. And I was like, well, obviously, I sure can see. I am a female. So I don't know. It was it was kind of a thing. It wasn't It wasn't such a big thing growing up, but it was a thing. So clearly from your personality, it's... There's something about the personality that you convey that's very magnetic. Not magnetic na parang charismatic na follow me, I am the leader. Pero it, it, to me, it was always like, I want to be this person's friend. And that's something I felt even Aww. when I was just your listener and not your actual friend. I was like, oh, this, this fruit preserve person on the radio seems like masaya siyang kausap. Or like, if I had her at the dinner table and we were kicking back drinks, I think I'd have a good time. And, you know, true enough, Aww. years later, uh, that, that actually is the case for the most part. <laughs> so Thanks, man. The, uh, I'll let that bit I'm go. bringing this up <laughs> because I, I have to ask how hard is it to, to stand out, especially in a station like Magic, which historically has been very mm-hmm. personality-driven. Now, it's your personality. Mo. It's not, yes. para, look at me, I am the artista or I am the, uh, I am the cool girl everyone wants to get with. Like, you're the girl that at mm-hmm. least from my perspective, I want to be friends with. So how, how hard was it for you That's to so find that place? Well, okay. I don't think that that in particular was the struggle uh, of being at Magic or being in entertainment at all because I, I have never felt, I have never truly felt the need to be super different because I feel that once you get to know a person, there are so many different things. Like there's so much minutiae and many different facets of a personality that will separate each individual from another. And I feel like I have a tendency to include exclamation marks on everything. So I'm really bad at just being like loud. If I have to be loud, I have to be very loud. And if, it, and if, it's, and if I have to be interesting, I have to be very interesting. I, I don't know if it was a matter of standing out per se, because I do think that once you do get in there. I think that every single person, like every single one of our student jocks who I've ever learned from, every single one of my students, they're all interesting. Everyone is incredibly interesting. You just have to give them the time. And I suppose when you're a little bit louder than everybody, it helps. 
<laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I've always felt a little bit too different, to be honest. Yeah. I, I kind of didn't really know if I was fit to be a magic DJ. In fact, and this is something you can ask CJ about, when I was still a student and I was looking into becoming a professional, I asked him for permission to apply to other radio stations. Okay. And he asked me why, and I said, because magic doesn't hire newbies, number one. And I thought that I was a little bit too, I don't know, alternative, a little bit for magic and I didn't know at the time if I was like the right fit so I asked them is it okay if I apply to jam <laughs> which would have been hilarious by if the I, way yeah, yeah, yeah. if if I, right right Imagine that's, the that's the that's the type of exactly and that's the type of music that I listen to on my downtime I mean now I listen to literally everything because I understand that pop has its own merits and that people who hate on pop for the very sake of hating on pop are literally the sort of people who are like, yeah, mainstream. Wow, cool mo, bro. But you know, and I, I think the answer to your question is no, I never felt like I had to stand out. I felt a little bit like I had to fit in mm-hmm. because I do feel that there are certain standards, not just in radio, but in entertainment that are applied to people, especially to women. And I felt that I didn't always fill in each and every one of those roles. Yeah. Uh, if anything, that was kind of the struggle. Yeah, that was part of the struggle, definitely. Let's dig deeper into that since you mentioned it. Now, there, is that, uh, there is that pressure that comes with being a woman in the entertainment industry. Would you say that it comes in mm-hmm. the form of a glass ceiling or is it because of imbalanced expectations or higher standards or double standards? How would you take me through it? I feel like I'm not quite sure about the glass ceiling per se because I can only really speak on behalf of my own personal experience and my friends. And I I do feel, while I do feel that there are definitely a lot of things that people expect of women in entertainment and in, in just broadcasting that they don't necessarily expect from men. Because if you're a woman in entertainment, not only do you have to be either funny or informative, but you also have to be a little bit pretty. If you're not baseline pretty, if you're not baseline like able to objectify, it just it sucks in my opinion. But if you're not at least good looking, people in the industry will write you off. Yeah. Like as a woman. And I think that that's not fair. Definitely not fair. It is a reality of the situation, but it's not something that I feel is necessary. I mean, I'm in radio for God's sake. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing that a lot of people probably don't expect about radio. I remember, <gasps> I remember being told as a baby JJ, as a baby student jock, to kind of never change, but wear less black. And that was, that was said to me possibly around five to six years ago, maybe even longer. And I've never forgotten that because it's so insidious. It's like never change, but wear less black. But if you know me, if Mm -hmm. you know me and if you've met me, then you know that part of my identity is that I do wear a lot of black and it's just one of those things that I feel are part and parcel of my personality. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I I totally get it. Because I remember when you would stop by Mellow every day to hang out and and say hi and get a hug. Remember those days? 
and there were these random days when you'd show up in a bright color. Like, I remember a specific instance. Mm. You entered the booth in a seafoam <clears throat> green dress. And I was like, wow, look at you, Brandon Boyd. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing. And I don't know, it was just kind of... I don't know if it's something that I really consciously am drawn to, but I just, uh, it's just a lot less effort than trying to figure out colors, in my opinion. If you have like a black uniform, then you're fine. Nobody's gonna remember uh, that you're repeating your clothing. But yeah, another thing that I remember uh, when I was starting out in the professional radio industry is being told that a lot of radio DJs uh, do challenges and seek out different experience for the specific reason of being relatable. And this was the example. Oh, si ano, she's losing weight so that she can be ano, relatable. You might want to try that also. God damn. Exactly. That was, that's exactly. like one step close to being... No, that, that, that's actually body shaming. That's low-key body shaming. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And at the time, at the time, I kind of tried to look at it. See, the thing about statements like that is that they're so insidious that a lot of people who say them don't even know that they're already body shaming. It's just so inherent. It's just so internalized by society. It's just, you know, it's, it's like part and parcel. Fat is always going to be bad, like in, in a lot of people's eyes. You know what I mean? You know, Jam, I don't think a lot of people even realize that body shaming is just so embedded in Filipino culture. And it's something we have to do something about because it's wrong and it's really, really messed up. And there's so much to unpack there. But before we do that, I've got to tell our listeners that On Deck is now selling products on Lazada, especially now that we've got the 9-9 sale going on. And one of the things that a lot of people are really looking into right now is a very good microphone. See, podcasts have been democratized in the time of the pandemic. And if you want to start a podcast, you have to have a good microphone because these days, everybody's comparing audio quality, everybody's comparing production quality, and it really does start with a very good microphone. One of the mics that's caught my attention on Lazada is actually the Audio-Technica ATR2500X USB. And the best part about this mic is that it's plug-and-play. All you need is a USB port and you can just plug it in and run it on a Windows or a Mac and your favorite audio editing software and you're basically good to go. You don't need an audio interface for this. You don't need a console or a mixer to plug your XLR mic in. It's as good as gold and it's also really portable and comes with a desktop stand which means that whether you're at home or on the go in the event that we can finally travel again, then you can actually take this mic and record voiceovers or record your podcast from basically wherever. Another really good feature about this mic is that it's got low self-noise, which minimizes the ambient noise from your surroundings, making it easier for you to achieve that professional sound quality we're all looking for in our recordings. You can get this mic through my special custom link, which you can find at tinyurl.com slash x audio technica atr 2500x again that's tinyurl.com slash on deck x audio technica atr 2500x and that is my special link for my listeners here on deck i hope you're able to check it out and buy the mic for yourself or for someone who really means a lot to you because that purchase through my link will mean a lot to me and to the podcast to keep things going 
If you're not in the market for a mic, you may be in the market for some condoms. I'm not kidding here. Safe sex is still important even in the time of the pandemic and I know that a lot of us are so thirsty. So much pent up sexual tension that we just gotta get out there and whether you're gonna get together with your significant other or with your F buddies or with some random hookup from Tinder or Bumble or Grindr or Reddit or whatever other hookup app you may have, you might need to hook yourself up with some condoms. So go check out the Durex Invisible Condoms, which Lazada is selling in packs of 20 at just under 650 pesos, which is a great deal for a pack of 20 condoms, especially here in the Philippines where contraceptives do not come cheap. And if you want this pack of condoms at that special price, you can get it through the Lazada 99 online sale at my link, tinyurl.com slash condoms. Again, that is tinyurl.com slash condoms. Safe sex is still important even in the time of the pandemic, so make sure you stay protected. You keep that helmet on because no ID, no entry. So check out now for the 99 Lazada big brand sale. Enjoy up to 90% off on the biggest brands and free shipping with no minimum spend. All of that and more with just one click on the links provided in the episode description. Spread the word and make sure to tag at LazadaPH and use the hashtags hashtag LazadaPH99, hashtag BigBrandSale, and hashtag LegitSalazMall. Again, the 99 Lazada Big Brand Sale is happening for today only. Now let's get you back to my conversation with Jam Alas. It also has something to do with our culture natin as Pinoy's na normal na sa atin to body shame. And we don't know that we're body shaming oh, yeah. because it's so ingrained into our culture. And that shit's fucked truly, up. Truly, truly. That's one of the things that a lot of people don't look forward to when they're going to meet their families. But I have a pre-prepared list of, of sagot na for that. Eh. So like for, for family reunions and Christmas, they're like, oh, iha, tumabaka. Like I always just say, yeah, tita, I don't know what to do now with my money. I'm earning so much kasi, you know, it's so hard <laughs> to be so young and so successful, which is complete bullshit. But it shuts them up. It shuts them up real quick because that's like saying that the way that I have changed with my body is a good thing because I can afford to do that. And it was a choice to do that. But, you know, like my feelings about the entire thing waver from day to day. And I do not think that I am a particularly successful individual. But it was funny in the context. So. Oh, no, nothing uh, gives no, me more joy. It? Nothing gives me more joy than successfully clapping back at an annoying tita. So, you know, you and I are on the same wavelength there. Again, another reason why we've mm-hmm. become such good friends. Yeah, sometimes I regret it. But then I figure we've been here for so long. Might as well. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's another thing that I have been friends with a lot of people in the industry. And in particular with the radio industry, it has always seemed so strange to me to be judged for those things. Because it is radio. You can't hear my waistline over frequencies honey it makes no sense to me but at the same time i do acknowledge as somebody who works in a marketing background that any every form of mass media is not one dimensional anymore like it's always it's always going to be tv with social media or 
you know, radio with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, you know, Kumu, fucking Twitch, like whatever live you're using. Like, I, I understand that. I understand that. But it seemed so strange because it's not something that gets in the way of doing your job. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. job here, at least as I, as I always took it to meaning, was to entertain. Baseline entertain if i'm going to tell you something if i'm going to talk to you about the weather it better be entertaining you know what i mean i suppose that's that's also part and parcel of what i kind of try to do with my time on air i don't like to to lie or omit like all my flaws i kind of underscore them and kind of you know what amos pronounced it let's acknowledge it okay you had your laugh let's move on you know i feel like I feel like just, it's so strange. It's so incredibly strange to be somebody who does love the radio industry and to know all its flaws. Another, another instance is like as somebody who is friends with many people who have left the radio industry as well. Like I do have a friend who is a senior DJ who felt that she was being pushed out due to her age, which was strange to me because many of the male counterparts who have, actually exceeded her age are in flourishing um, relationships with the entertainment, you know? And I felt really incredibly sad because this woman was so incredibly talented. So incredibly talented. And I think I, I know who you're referring her. to, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Come on, it's not that difficult. But out of deference, we're going to keep her name out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she said that um, it it just felt like they were really trying to push her out because they transferred her and they transferred her. And even on her last show, they wouldn't even give her that much, you know, they didn't even want to give her like that much emphasis on the leaving, like don't make it a big deal or something like that. And of course this is like not even mentioning what radio station she was part of, but there have been individuals who have left radio because they felt that, it was a little bit political. There was another radio DJ who, but I know their social media team was asked not to publish photos of her pregnant because they didn't want her to seem less attractive because she was pregnant. Yeah. And it was so strange to me. Like, sis, mas malaki yung following niya sa social media, no? <laughs> what were you expecting? Malamang alam na ng mga fans natin na buntis siya, di ba? And why would that even matter? You know? If anything, doesn't it add to her character? I mean, isn't it, it another... It humanizes you, it another... makes you relatable. Because everybody goes through that exactly. life stage if they want to. Yeah, if they want to, right? It's it's just another thing to add to your multifaceted personality. Like, just another blade in your your Swiss knife uh, or of skills and, like, experiences. And it was just so strange to me because... Oh my god, I've actually had the same talk at UP. Oh my god, I gave a talk at UP. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, on, on so that strange. note, I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that as a segue point. Cause I I think the first time I saw you give a talk was uh, 2017, I think it was. Uh, I had just left Mellow and then I came back to do a talk for their student DJs. And then you were there too, ah, which, I, see, which I, see. I really loved because you know uh, we get to see each other in a different element. And then I was really mm. taken aback, but in a very good way, when your presentation was all about anxiety. And anxiety oh, yeah. is something that's also very relatable, but not discussed enough. 
And, you know, in, in this era na our generation's trying to make it something that isn't taboo. You know, the, the whole conversation mm-hmm. about mental health should be something that can be brought up, that should not be looked down upon, should not be a taboo. And then to have you there, someone I consider a friend, give that talk so earnestly and so, so openly, um, it, it was actually mm-hmm. inspiring. And I, I, I guess I wanted to know what brought about that side of you. Like, um, when did it start now? You know, you were very open about anxiety and mental health and just talking about it because it's not something that everyone is open to talk about. I suppose I've never really felt the need to hide my thoughts about that particular conversation. Honestly, the conversation started with a talk that I gave at Ateneo. And, oh my God, look at me. I gave a talk at Ateneo. I know. Um, <laughs> it was about uh, radio relevance. Actually, shirt na yung hair ko ngayon eh. Shaved na rin yung back niyan. You know what I mean? Quarantine haircut. Uh-huh. Napaglaruan ko yung clippers. Yan. Anyway, so I was giving a talk at Ateneo and alongside myself were some of my favorite people. So there were other radio DJs as well. I, I believe Renzo was there. Justin Quirino was there. Um, Tracy was there, formerly of Mellow. And the speech was about the speech. The talk was about radio and if it was still relevant today and it wasn't even the topic of the talk it was this one question from this one quiet beautiful girl and she asked for the microphone and she said hi i can't remember what her name was but she said i love this industry i love entertainment i love broadcasting and i'm very passionate about it but i'm so shy even talking now is so incredibly difficult for me. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants to be in the industry and is battling shyness or their own personal hurdles that won't even allow you to kind of practice that sort of thing? Yeah. And so the the people were a little bit quiet and I asked for the mic and I said, well, And I was very frank about this. Well, like, to be honest, I have anxiety. And it's so funny because Tracy reached out and she hugged me again. And I was like, sis, I'm not going to cry. I'm just telling them about an aspect of my life that a lot of people live with. Yeah. So I was like, I have anxiety. And honestly, like, sometimes when I turn on the mic, I am terrified. It's not even, like, constant. It's it's different for everyone. I'm sure the experience is different for, for everyone. And it can range from base nervousness to actual fear it can be different when you're hosting on the radio when there are no people inside the booth it can happen when you're about to host for a million people or it could be the opposite you could be terrified of speaking into this mic and the unknown and you could be completely confident in front of hundreds and thousands of these beautiful people waiting for you to talk about somebody more important than you quite frankly Mm -hmm. um but I felt that I really needed to share that in that moment because like a lot of people um, feel that it's a really big impediment when, you know, for some people, I feel that it's just something you have to acknowledge. And for a lot of people, I feel it's just that it's something that they haven't had the time or the resources to deal with. And of course, anxiety branches out into many different types of, you know, mental health disorders and that sort of thing. But yeah, and for in that in that moment that I, I, I realized that this is something that really needs to be talked about. And it was so simple. It was so small to me in that moment. But kind of how everyone react to it 
reacted to it made me realize, ah, okay, this is something that not a lot of people talk about yet. And I haven't really made it kind of a personal, like it's not been like, oh, this is what my life is going to be devoted to. But frankly, like I don't know how to live without being attached to those things that I care about. So I care very much about feminism. I care very much about mental health. I care very much about the LGBTQ plus, 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 plus. And Mm -hmm. I feel that all these issues are incredibly interrelated. If only we would take the time to sit down and review it. And I think it's particularly poignant. How do you pronounce that word? Poignant. 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 I think it's particularly important (laughs) for us to (laughs) address that because, I mean, September, it's September, and September is actually Suicide Awareness Month and Suicide Prevention Month. I I didn't know that. that. No, 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 I I wasn't familiar. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is that a lot of people kind of think that all these different things are so incredibly different that you're okay, you have anxiety, and depression is completely, like, unknowable. But I feel that just the conversation of one thing is necessary in order to allow yourself to be open to the idea of learning about it. Because I feel like that's part of the stigma. Part of the stigma is that it's unknowable. When it's incredibly knowable, part of the stigma is that it doesn't exist. When it is a new piece of information that people are understanding only today. It's funny to me that people can accept info that we are now able to send cost, uh, like, what is this? Like, um, commercial flights into space, but they can't understand that we don't really know that much about the human brain. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's so strange to me. Obviously, there's so much that we don't know. Yeah. And I feel like it's a particular topic that has been stigmatized in the Philippines and that hasn't been given a lot of thought. It hasn't been given as much attention that I think it deserves when, frankly, not only are we facing like a world a worldwide pandemic of epic proportions with COVID-19, but we're also facing a mental health crisis. People, I feel, don't understand that. And I think that if you took the time to kind of just educate yourself a little bit, then you would learn simply because you're already aware that the types of information are available to this. It's just osmosis. It is all around you in the world. You just have to be open to it, to be quite frank. And I feel that while the government response and you know the DOH response to the mental health crisis has Here been improved go. a little bit, uh-huh. has improved a little bit, it's definitely, it's definitely still lacking. If you Google it, there are numbers for the Manila Lifeline Center. The numbers are defunct for their hotlines. There are also, of course, the contact details that are available for the DOH. And they do have a page dedicated to their National Mental Health Crisis Hotline. But if you look at the the numbers, not all of them are updated. So yeah. the, the phone line, the phone line, the cell phone line, which is 0919-899-USAP, um, is still working. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still functional. If you call them, there's hardly a wait. But the website itself wasn't it wasn't updated. That page wasn't updated because it's called the National Mental Health Crisis Hotline. But the actual image said something like NCMH. So National, National Crisis Center for Mental, mental health. health. It's not even yeah uh, National Center for Mental Health, right? Yeah. And um, if you check their landline, it doesn't work. 
Right. So okay, it doesn't we, work. we so, kind of went off on se- several different tangents, really, because uh, the conversation of mental health is th- there's so much to unpack there. Like, oh, just oh yeah, drawing, drawing from my own personal experiences, being in radio, just to bring it back, I didn't know about all these things after I'd left my first radio station. And I've already been part of three. So it, mm-hmm. it really goes to show how um, there, there's a lot of self-learning that goes into it, which is why I'm glad people like you exist because you get to talk about it and you encourage people like me <laughs> to talk about it. For years, I struggled with this illusion that I would give off. Now, whenever a guest comes in, I can act like we're best friends and I can interview them so okay. casually. But the real story right. is, as soon as they enter the unit of the radio station, I'm already clamming up. And I'm scared to death. Oh, because, hell yeah. Because I the hate intimidation. Yeah. Lalo na pag, Level 9,000. Lalo na pagsikat na celebrity. Oh, truly. Right? Um, it oh, it truly. scares me to death. My palms are all sweaty. My knees are shaking. My stomach is Your turning. lizard brain reacts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. God. And, and my default response is to hide behind the computer. Like every time I know I've got a high profile guest coming, I always tell my partners, I'm taking care of the music today. That way, when they come in, okay. I have an excuse to not engage with the guest, not engage with the manager or whatever yeah. entourage they've got. And then my partner gets to take care of all the small talk because I, I suck at small talk. And, and then when the mic is on, I just flip the switch and I'm like, hey, I'm best friends with, um, you know, famous singer XYZ. Lol. <laughs> famous singer XYZ. Watch the next pop act sensation to just kind of pop up with that name. Right. By the so, way, you're going to have to give stand credits if you use that name. Oh, yeah. Paala yeah. Mo na kayo. For sure. For sure. So yun, um, I, mm. I, I just wanted to share that, uh, I guess, that bit of me, that part of my struggle because, again, not a lot of people discuss it. And especially with the nature mm. of our jobs, that you have to always be put together, especially in the era of social media. Um, that, mm. that rawness that you're able to, to share with other people is still few and far between. And I just salute and applaud you for that. So uh, on that note, how hard or how easy it is given yung status ng magic na you know we're aspirational we are the people that you want to be friends with or that you want to be seen with sana just ko <laughs> wala ba diyan the people you want to date joke lang so yeah I, I, that's also the image about like uh, the people you want to date the people you want to be seen with is it hard having that advocacy to you know be open about mental health while at the same time uh, maintaining your role or your status na hey i'm a magic dj this is what we're all about I suppose it depends because I've never really felt like where I am is aspirational. Because another thing that some people never tell you is the way that a lot of the listeners inevitably treat women in the radio industry. My goodness, Stanislaw. You know this. You know this. Like the creepy comments, the messages that you get. I feel like that's one thing that we're not teaching a lot of the youngins in the the radio industry like I feel like I made that that mistake when I was young as well of being too nice but then at a certain line you just have to draw the line and you know think of yourself and and kind of be firm and they do back down like that being said uh, as a a nighttime radio DJ I have had my fair share of weirdness but yeah are you I don't willing know. to share like, the, suppose... worst, the worst the uh, worst depths that that oh, weirdness God. has gotten to Oh God, it's not really the worst. It's just, it's a slew of them, you know. Personally, I've had phone calls where people like straight up call me and they say, hey Jam, um, can I ask you if you read erotic novellas? So that, that was a pretty tame one. And I was like, you know what? What I really want to know 
is if you have a song you'd like for me to play. Because if not, then I'd really love to end this conversation. Awala. Sige, salamat Bye. I put down the phone. And the thing is, as a woman living in the Philippines, any age at all, you are trained to be nice. Yeah. You are trained to be nice as hell. And I'm sorry, I ain't... I try. I've tried before. It's just not my thing. But yeah, another one was when, um, as a young, impressionable baby student jock, you know, I, I tried to be really nice. I would add the listeners who would kind of uh, add me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it should be pretty harmless. Until, like, it started getting super weird. It started getting super weird. It started getting super weird. And I, I had to unfriend some people as well. Tapos naman, teka lang, yung isang lalaki doon, in-unfriend ko siya, and within 20 minutes, tumawag siya sa station, ha? Sabi niya, Jam, why'd you unfriend me on Facebook? Sabi ko, wow. we're not friends in real life. Uh, but but what I really said was, I'm actually trying to cut it down to just my close contacts. And frankly, we haven't even really met. And he said, okay, so if we meet, then you'll add me back on Facebook. And I said, well, I'd think about it. And the next week... He was there inside the booth. Damn. The thing is, he was inside the booth before I even walked in. And people who work in the radio industry know that part of the bubble that protects you is that door. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that having people inside the booth with you as you you know, speak into the microphone and pretty much perform... Um, it's it's kind of it felt like an invasion of privacy, mm-hmm. and so this guy was saying, "Hey Jam, I'm finally here. I I traveled from. He was like from Visayas or something, or no. Mindanao. He was like, I came all the way. Yeah, yeah. He came all the way from Visayas and Mindanao to be creepy, and I was like, Oh, that's nice. Do you think you could stay outside? Because I wasn't comfortable about it. I I, I wasn't comfortable with it, and I feel like while a lot of people may have seen that as kind of mean kasi like naman niya. So I said, yeah, but he could also have asked me first. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the the feeling of safety wasn't there and I wasn't feeling safe because this stranger traveled this far to make me feel like I owed him that friendship. And I'm not interested in that conversation. And this isn't even the worst part. The worst parts haven't happened to me. The worst part was probably when some guy tried to give me a secondhand wedding ring because he tried to propose to another student jock who turned him down. And you know what? The only I think I know regret what that I have. Oh hell yeah! The only regret I have is not taking that ring and pawning it because sobrang sayang. I know, I know. No, no I mean yun. Yeah. No, imagine how I much like, you'd like be right just, now. I know, right? Gosh, but like that's the thing. I feel like it's sad because I feel like the the divide between TV personalities and their audience versus the divide between radio personalities and their audiences. This one is a lot smaller. Because yeah. you can show up to their radio station. You know what I mean? Like, yep. There's less um, security, our, our less area of, uh, boundaries exactly. to clear. Exactly. But when you have people showing up at this station waiting for six hours for an underage student to come in to talk and do her slot, and then you have that same guy literally staring at her for the entire show and try to walk out and follow her to her car, then you got to start drawing the line, you know? And I feel like part of the reason that the worst stuff 
hasn't happened to me is because I learned early on that you have to be firm. You can't be afraid of looking not so nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's something that I wish that more women were equipped with. I wish more women were allowed to be not nice because I feel like that's another standard that we can't hold women to because that's a standard that endangers them, you know? Yeah. Would you think that it comes from this expectation from women to be the Maria Clara ideal? I wouldn't say that it's the Maria Clara ideal anymore. It's definitely evolved, but it definitely has its roots in that as well. Like the quiet, calm, submissive human being. And I'm incredibly happy to say that I have failed my parents in that regard. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) I feel like it's a different standard now. I don't think that people expect women to be as submissive, although there are still people who believe that the husband still needs to be the person who decides for the family. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people are threatened by successful women who earn a lot of money, which is why there is still a large pay gap in many industries across the world. And I feel that it makes me sad because I feel like the lack of feminism that exists all throughout the world doesn't just hurt women. It hurts everyone, dude. It hurts everyone. When you're afraid of looking feminine, when you're afraid of looking feminine, that hurts men too. Yeah. Because like, for example, traits that you normally assign to women, like that you would traditionally assign to women, like being emotional. The number of men, the rate of suicide in men is actually a lot higher than women. Particularly because men aren't encouraged to share their emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's so strange that the number of people, uh, that the number of men who commit suicide is a lot higher than women. Because men arguably usually have it better. It's just a fact. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you're not expected to prepare yourself for 45 minutes and then still be judged that you took 45 minutes to look this good, right? Right. Like, you're not expected to be spotless. Part of it is uh, someone like me, for example, acknowledging my privilege, like as a straight uh, cis hetero guy. Now, you know, um, I, I wow, do have. Wow! Look at the terms. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, uh, there there is that level of privilege, and for a lot of people, especially in a country and in a society like ours, which is still very much, I guess, a nice way to say it is we have a long way to go. You know, we have a long way to go, and it's very patriarchal. With, it's very. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very massive. patriarchal. Uh, in, in a more toxic. blood way, it's very backwards ass and toxic. Yes, there. That, that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a direct way of putting it. So how do you mm-hmm. navigate that as a, uh, as, as a millennial, as a female millennial from this generation with a platform like yours? How do you best navigate that? Uh, well, I suppose it really depends on your particular experiences. I cannot say that my experience is universal, but I can say that the feeling of being less as a woman as compared to your male counterparts, um, is probably something that a lot of women have felt. The feeling of being less safe when you are um, placed in certain situations or, or the, the feeling that you have to, you know, you have to compromise to stroke somebody else's ego just in order to ensure your safety. I feel like that's something that a lot of women have definitely felt because, okay, baseline, baseline, I asked this question to a lot of my friends and I asked them, do you feel safe walking to your car at night inside the parking lot? 
Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, why? And you ask any woman, and you will find out that so many of them hold the keys in their hands, ready to defend themselves. Nobody wants, nobody wants that. You know, nobody wants to feel unsafe. Nobody wants to, I don't want to demonize people and say that there are definitely people who are out there. But the threat is real. And I feel like if you don't acknowledge it, then you place yourself in very real danger. And somebody who, as somebody who is a woman at this age, uh, as somebody who has experienced um, these things, I feel like the first thing would be to acknowledge that it's yeah. real. Yeah. Because there are still a lot of people who are like, no, you know, boys will be boys. Honey, it's 2020. The world is falling apart. Everything is on fire. I think we can acknowledge that everyone should be held ac- accountable for their actions. You know what I mean? I, I think and, you didn't describe more just now. Uh, I I didn't realize how real it was until it almost happened to a friend of mine uh, who also used to be in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, just to mm-hmm. tell a quick story, we were at a mellow party. Uh, so it was like a mm-hmm. listener's event at, at a club in BGC, which, you know, doesn't exist anymore like every other club right now. <laughs> what year is it? What year is it? She was going to go home. She called it a night. And then I think she didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable walking from the club to her car. So she asked me to walk with mm-hmm. her. I was like, yeah, sure. So yeah, let me walk you to your car, right? So I, I accompany her That's to the cute. car. And then she gets in. And then way past midnight, I'm almost really drunk at the club. I get a text from her. And she says that she was super worried because there was a car that followed her from the parking lot all the way to her street. And mm-hmm. she could see from the mm-hmm. rear view mirror that the lights and the plate na it, it never changed. So she really went out of her way na iligaw yung, ano, yung sumusunod sa kanya. Yeah. And she called up her yep. dad to intercept them mm-hmm. from using a different car. Sobrang wild. And, and there I was sitting there at the club drink in hand going, what the fuck? And... Um, I, I realize that it sounds so sheltered of me to say that it didn't hit me how real it was until that moment. But it just didn't until it happened to someone that was close to me. It's very much like that mm-hmm. Lady Gaga song, Till It Happens to You, right? mm-hmm. So uh, now that you bring it up again, you know, we really have such a long way to go. To make, oh, hell yeah. yeah to make this Gosh. world or to make our work environment safer for one another. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm glad that we're able to have these conversations. And I just wish there were more safe spaces where people can have these conversations. I think beyond wishing for safe spaces, I feel that one thing that we have made strides uh, towards is educating ourselves. I mean, would you say that everything that you know now, everything that you feel now, all your opinions about this particular matter are the same as you felt and new five years ago. No, 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 not at all. Ako nga personally, like I feel like even as somebody who's experienced these things, even as somebody who has been followed in a mall by a father, it was very strange. Um, it was, you know, like I feel like it, as somebody who is living in a time like this, I feel like there's definitely room to grow and room to learn. But I will acknowledge that we have been making strides. You know, I feel like for at least a very big portion of our generation, at least the people that I've been exposed to, thank God, I feel like we've taken it upon ourselves to make the world a better place. If not for everyone, at least for ourselves and our friends. So I feel like, first of all, the first thing we need to do is educate ourselves, which, you know, you have already committed yourself to. And second is like, create small pockets of safe space. Kind of like how you 
did accompany your friend to her car. You know what I yeah. mean? It's kind of how when uh, when somebody comes out with their particular story, when you back them up and say, I believe you, I feel like it's little things like that that kind of build up and uh, culminate in bigger, safer spaces. I won't say that the whole world is unsafe. There aren't enough real safe spaces. And we're working on it. We'll get there someday. Would be Hopefully nice to get there alive. someday soon. Yeah. Hopefully all while I, we're all still breathing. I mean, it is 2020, you know, for, for the different life forms listening to this in the year 3020, if this exists, you know, know that in this year, it was hell. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I, I like how uh, we got all insightful and profound, and then we had to top it off with a nice little dark joke. How very characteristic of you and I. Oh, yeah. Everything is on fire. And I feel like one of the things that we can do in order to enact a particular change since we're on this topic is because it is September. It means that voter registration has actually just started. If you or somebody you know is turning 18 on or by May 2, if I'm correct, May 2 of 2022, that means that you are eligible to register to vote. And note that if you've already missed two elections in a row or if you've moved to a different place or if you got married and changed your name then you're actually required to re-register in order to be eligible to vote in the upcoming elections thanks for I sharing bet. that because i was actually gonna record that in the intro uh, so i probably still will record this for the intro but since we're talking about it already uh, we, we might as well so yeah uh um, voter registration has resumed in September 1. Pa. It's really important that you go out of your way to do that. Um, I know that all of these mm-hmm. places that work with the Comelec, they are doing their best to practice safety protocol as well. So mm-hmm. yun, um, I think voter registration is until next year, but I hope that you don't have to wait until next year before you actually uh, register to vote. Mm-hmm. Even if um, you missed uh, an election, I think pwede pa naman. Like You just have to go through the process all hindi over two again. In a row. Yeah. Uh-oh, basta hindi siya two in a row na consecutive. Yun nga, two in a row. So, paulit-ulit, Juliet. Anyway. <laughs> yes, market, market. Before I let you go, um, what are links and numbers that you want people to keep in mind in line with the advocacies that we ended up covering throughout our conversation? I feel like for Comelec uh, and voter registration, the different types of info is out there. You can check any particular um, favorite news source for that you could google voter registration 2020 philippines um inquirer has info in that scout magazine your your favorite uh news game of choice but for for people who are looking for help for example for uh mental health and if they feel that they're experiencing a personal mental health crisis you can call 0917 or rather 0919 899-USAP. So that is 0919-899-8727. And instead of checking their website, I called. I actually called just to check. Um, Instead of checking their website, which has not been updated, so strange because they've been updating other things uh, as recently as August. Uh, You can check their Facebook for updates or you can call the hotline 1553 in order to kind of find help for yourself. If, for example, though, like I, I personally suggest that that be your last resort because I feel that 
the more personalized your care, the better it is. So if you're able to, I don't know, find a friend who has had experience with therapy or mental health and they know a good psychiatrist, they can help you find one for yourself. You can call your favorite hospital if you, for some reason, are the sort of human being at this age who has a favorite hospital. And they usually have people that they can recommend to you. But if you also don't have access to those, you can check out the... National Mental Health Crisis Hotline or the National Center for Mental Health and they're on Facebook. And if our listeners want to check out whatever you do and the uh, random bits of frazzled mess and kalat that you put on the interwebs, where can people follow you? They can just not. They can decide to opt not to, you know, and ultimately make their lives better. But if you must, like if you really must, um, just to reintroduce myself to people. Hi, it's Jam. I'm on the internet as Fruit Preserve. I'm one half of the Local Locust podcast, which Dapsky made a mistake of being my partner. You can join that at Local Locust PH. Um, that's L-O-K-A-L-O-C-A-S-P-H <laughs> uh, all across the internet. And you can look it up on Spotify, on Apple Music, and you can also use your neighbor's Wi-Fi to stream that. You can follow me everywhere online at Fruit Preserve, but never in real life because that's called stalking. Thank you. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, Jam, thank you so much. I, I didn't expect that our conversation would take the turn that it did, but I'm glad that it did because you know every conversation with you, I always pick something up for, for better or worse. But for today, I can say it's better. Ah, you have to say it because I'm here. <laughs> I gotta say though, I was excited to get on this podcast. I'm in a group with a bunch of other people, and um, one of them, Miss Zoe Rasal of Magic Eighty Nine Point Nine Hala, is a big fan of this show. So, oh really? She's been listening to it, and she says that she's yeah. Oh ha, oh ha. Kala mo sa akin lang to. Oh, ano, may Felix ka na rin. No, now um, I'm pressured. That, been, that's what you call pressure. She's been saying. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like as your friend, it's my job to truly light a fire under your ass. So basically don't in suck. In order to. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a problem for you. Thanks, Jam. That's my quota of Thank niceness you. for you. <laughs> Some love. Some love. Thanks again to my very dear friend, Jam Alas, for joining me on this week's episode of On Deck. If you want more of Jam, you can catch her on Magic 89.9 or you can hear her podcast alongside Dapsky Zaiko. It's called The Local Locas, spelled with a K for local and Locas is spelled with a C. You can follow them on Twitter at localocasph underscore. Again, that's at L-O-K-A-L-O-C-A-S-P-H underscore. Or you can just find them on Spotify or on all of your other favorite podcatchers. Local Locas is also part of Podcast Network Asia, as is On Deck and the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, which is my other pod alongside my friends and co-hosts Ro Moran, Raf Camus, and China Liao. This week on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, we're talking about the events of All Out in AEW, as well as that very weird memo that came out of the WWE 
supposedly banning talents from using third-party platforms to make money. We're breaking all of that down. And if you want to hear that, just look for the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Or you can also check out our links for Lazada because the big Lazada 99 sale is happening and we can hook you up with special promo codes that can help you hopefully find certain items that can help you out with your streaming needs or your other necessities like in my case I've actually got portable bidets as part of the on deck links just because it's very on brand with my fascination for poop humor or if you're in the market for condoms and lube because everybody still needs to get their EUT done even in GCQ, then you can check it out. You know, we, we do advocate for safe sex here. So please practice safe sex. And since we're on the topic of things that you should be doing, I might as well remind you to please register to vote, all right? I told you how to do it at the start of the podcast, but just in case you missed that or just in case you fast-forwarded through it, you can check out the process streamlined for you at votepilipinas.com. Right, uh, Noli Soli also has an infographic up on their Instagram at nolisoli.ph where you can check out how easy it is to register to vote. You can do that for the next year. And Gomelik offices are open from Tuesday to Saturday between 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. So there are literally no more excuses because they are taking in applications even throughout GCQ. All right. If you want to hear any more of my ramblings, you know where to find me. I'm on social media at underscore Stancy on Twitter and on Instagram. For Facebook, that is facebook.com slash Stancy online. And you can catch me on the air for Wave 89.1 on the morning takeover alongside Debbie 10. We call ourselves the stingiest show on radio and we're on air Monday to Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. Special thanks to Podcast Network Asia for producing this podcast and every other show that you hear on our wonderful network. Special thanks as well to Babyface producer Nikai Locanias for keeping the fort together as I try to hold everything down and make sure that nothing is on fire. I hope you have a great rest of the week and I hope you're able to buy everything that you need and buy from Lazada or wherever else you need to do your shopping throughout this 9-9 sale. Once again, my name is Stan C saying thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.